0: On the next episode of Probably True Solar Stories, we return to Solar Noir. A solar installer thinks he heard a gunshot while performing a drone solar site survey. The shot, if it was a shot, came from the ranch house of his ex fiance. Can the solar installer's drone footage solve the gunshot mystery? And if it does, Will anyone believe him? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a tale of solar intrigue and maybe murder most foul. It's Season 2, Episode 7 of Probably True Solar Stories. We're continuing to show how solar can be a part of everyday pop culture, like a good whodunit murder mystery. Both solar power and drones are increasingly part of our daily lives. Used by many professions, drones have been particularly common in real estate and solar installations, not to mention in the military. But we're not going there. We're staying in the solar industry. Our solar noir detective for this episode is a solar installer. He uses drones and solar software to design and propose residential solar systems. But on this fateful day... He hears a gunshot and he turns to his trusty drone to uncover the truth. But is he really seeking justice? Or is he simply being a nosy ex boyfriend? Let's find out. Murder by Solar Drone is written and read by Tor SolarFred Valenza. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. La, 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 la. The drone was flying a POI over the Larson's roof for about ten minutes, and then Harrison heard a gunshot. Harrison had heard so many gunshots during his time in Afghanistan. The sound he'd just heard was, most probably, an unmuzzled nine-millimeter. He could also identify the location. It came from Jenny's farm, about half a football field away. Damn, said Harrison. Harrison went through several explanations for a single nine-millimeter gunshot. It could have been an accidental discharge cleaning a gun. It could have been Jenny or Bill doing target practice on a gopher. Maybe they scared off a deer. Or maybe they decided it was steak night and bang-bang. Goodbye, dairy cow. Hello, filet mignon. And then again, someone might be hurt. Harrison lifted his phone. He swiped into the drone app and then he took the drone off its POI circling. A point of interest, or POI, is a drone mapping program that automatically circles around an object and records video and stills. Harrison usually used POIs for designing his home solar installations. He was almost done with the recording of the Larson's roof. Could it hurt to do a stealthy welfare check of Jenny and Bill on their farm? Hell, it was only 50 yards away. And technically... Harrison wasn't on the property. On his feet, anyway. Now on manual, Harrison pointed the drone towards Jenny's ranch. From his truck, Harrison could see that Jenny's farm was in a sorry state. There were a few milking cows in the field, Bill's pickup truck in the driveway, and the old John Deere 6615 parked next to the milking parlor. That John Deere was bought by Jenny's dad. It was old. Harrison wanted to believe that he'd just heard the deer backfire, but he knew it wasn't. He'd bet anyone a $100 that it was the sound of a black 9 millimeter Smith & Wesson M&P. He'd seen and heard that weapon up close and personal about ten years ago, after he'd left Jenny and Bill at the same sorry-gravel driveway. It was Bill who'd fired a shot into the air, warning Harrison. Maybe the drunk bastard had pointed it for real this time. Of course... Either one could have fired that shot, if it was a shot. And it was. Harrison knew it. He piloted the drone over the herd, floating closer to the ranch house. Although the drone flew high above the grass, the whining sound of the propellers still spooked the heifers. The herd of ten milkers split into two with high-pitched moos, yelling loud cow curses at the drone, so much for the stealth reconnaissance mission. From his pickup, Harrison piloted the drone to circle around Jenny's ranch for a POI, still recording. From what he could tell on the app's video screen, nothing moved. The curtain stayed still, and the doors remained closed. But Harrison knew someone inside was playing possum. Now he just had to prove it. He picked up his cell phone and dialed the sheriff's office. This is Harrison Binner. Is that around? Well, yeah. I don't think this can wait. Thanks. As he waited for Ed, Harrison piloted the drone to come back to his truck and land on the Larsons driveway. This is the sheriff? Is this the one and only Harrison? Hello, Edward. Listen, don't make a big deal. I was just doing a solar side survey over the Larson's house, and in the middle of it I heard a nine millimeter Smith and Wesson go off at Jenny and Bill's house next door. Would you please go by and do a welfare check? You sure it was a gunshot? Yes, I'm sure. Why are you so sure, Harrison? Because two years in Afghanistan had... Besides that, I've seen and heard that gun personally. And you know Bill. And you know Jenny. So... Yeah, I know them. And I know you. What's that supposed to mean? It means what it means. And I don't have to tell you what it means, because you know the hell what it means. And I meant it when I said it. And I mean to fly my drone up your ass if you don't go out to Jenny's farm for a welfare check. See? That's what it's supposed to mean, Harrison. I know you. Last I checked, you're not a Boy Scout, an Army Ranger, or Sherlock Holmes. You're a solar installer today, so just do your solar drone thing and keep your nose out of it. Ed, please, buddy. Me and Jenny, that was a decade ago. I'd have called you no matter who was next door. It just happens to be Jenny. Jenny and Bill. Thank you, Ed. Let me know what happens. You owe me one, Harrison. No, I will not own you one. You owe me one for helping you do your job, Sheriff. Out. Harrison hung up his phone and almost threw it into the bed of his truck, but he knew he couldn't afford a new one, so he just squeezed it tight and then relaxed his grip. Back to work. Harrison opened up the app and made one more drone pass that would record a larger view of the surrounding area. That would make sure he'd captured any potential trees or electric poles that might cast a shadow on the future solar array. Eventually, the drone videos and photos would create a 3D model that would measure the roof area, pitch, and insulation, the roof's solar potential. Then his software would automatically design a mock-up of a solar array that would produce the most amount of energy over the course of a year. After taking three more manual passes, Harrison landed the drone. He was about to check the Larson's electrical panel when he saw Ed's patrol car drive up to Jenny's gravel driveway. Ed looked his way, but Harrison didn't wave. Ed turned toward Jenny's front door, his hand on his gun holster, and called out. Harrison couldn't hear the words across the cow pasture. A moment later, Harrison saw Ed's arm flinch over his gun holster, and then relax. Jenny stepped a foot outside the door, smiling. Harrison didn't wait to see her body language instead he asked May Larson to show him their service panel and utility meter as may led harrison to the breaker box inside the garage he asked her if she'd heard a gunshot 20 minutes ago she said she hadn't must have been a backfire harrison said but he knew it wasn't he just hoped for jenny's sake that bill was still alive <laughs> <laughs> returning to his office Harrison copied the day's drone footage and photos to his computer, but he didn't upload it into his solar design program. First things first. His drone didn't record sound, but there was a chance that Jenny's farm had been visually recorded by Harrison's solar drone when he was doing the POI. Flying 70 feet above the ground with a 70-foot radius around the Larson's home, Harrison knew that for the first 10 or 15 minutes, Half of the POI footage was going to capture Jenny's farm in the background. The first several passes showed nothing but cows, but on the fifth pass, Harrison saw Jenny come out the front door looking over her shoulder. Then he saw Bill stumbling after her with a finger pointing at her. Was it a finger? It was pink and small, so it probably was. Harrison skimmed through the next drone loop to Jenny's ranch, but the whole homestead was deserted again. He fast-forwarded to the next loop, and that's when he saw Bill outside with something that was definitely not a finger. It was hard to tell from the 50-yard distance, but it looked a lot like the Smith & Wesson he'd seen up close 10 years ago. Jenny stood her ground, facing Bill, her hands on her hips. She started yelling something, and then the drone circled and she went off camera. Harrison fast-forwarded again, but when Jenny's house came around, the front yard was empty, and the front door was closed. As the drone came back, Harrison didn't see the gunshot, but he saw it through the Holsteins. As the drone looped, the herd jerked forward, startled, and scattered. It was only a few yards, but it was clear to Harrison that the Holsteins had heard the shot too. Jenny, said Harrison. Harrison picked up his phone. He was about to call Ed, but then saw he'd just missed a call from him. He'd left a message, about one minute and fifty-nine seconds long. In Harrison's experience, short messages were good. They weren't important. Give me a call. Just checking in. But long messages, people are explaining. They want you to know the story in case you don't decide to call back. Harrison considered ignoring the message, but he couldn't. He pressed play. Harrison, Lord, 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 I don't know why I take your calls. It was just a nail gun. Yeah, that's lethal but they were just fixing up some feed pens and had a little disagreement about buying new ones. Point is, Jenny's fine. Bill's probably fine too, but he just left for one of his Patriot training camps just in case the former president needs him. I'm going to track Bill down, but he purposely left his cell phone so he couldn't be tracked by the FBI, me, or Jenny. I know what you're thinking, H. Jenny just told me that and Bill's really buried six feet under some cow pies or under the milking parlor. Except I know for a fact that those patriot yahoos are meeting this weekend for some kind of interstate rally. How do I know? Because Sheriff Ed knows. If Bill's not back after this weekend, then maybe Jenny and I can have another talk. For now, stick your drone up your ass and make sure that propeller is spinning as hard and as fast as a Vitamix. You owe me suds for wasting my taxpayer-paid time. And please, don't go seeing Jenny this weekend. She saw your truck, and now hate you more than an empty toilet paper roll in an outhouse surrounded by a prickly cactus. And brother, if you do come a-knockin', she will have every right to use that Smith & Wesson on you, son. So stay away. You've been warned. Sheriff, out. Harrison wondered if Ed saw his drone footage. Maybe he'd change his mind about Jenny. Maybe that was the nail gun in the drone recording. But damn it. He heard that shot, and so did her cows. Harrison picked up his cell phone, then he laid it face down on his desk. None of my business, Harrison said out loud. His business with Jenny had ended ten years ago when she was his fiancée. He had come home to find her with Bill in their almost wedding bed. He and Bill had a good scuffle, but later that same night, Harrison still didn't understand why Jenny had cheated on him. So he stupidly decided to go to Jenny's farm to get an answer. That visit was the last time Harrison spoke to Jenny and Bill. That's also the last time he saw Jenny's 9 millimeter Smith & Wesson. The gun had been a hand-me-down from her father, and she'd passed it to Bill after Harrison broke his jaw. Bill gladly received the gun, pointed it, and corralled Harrison outside onto Jenny's gravel driveway. Yeah, Bill raised it higher and shot into the air, but he almost didn't. His arm was angled up, any lower, and Harrison's forehead would have exploded with a bloody red hole. Harrison reviewed the drone footage again. If there was no body, there was no murder. And even if there were, one, that was Ed's job, and two, Bill had it coming, and three, Harrison was going to beer up, go to sleep, and not think about it. La 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 la, oh, oh oh, la 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 la. But Harrison couldn't sleep. He kept thinking about Bill's pointed finger. that she cheated on him this time? Harrison turned over. He thought about the lullaby his mom used to sing him. Hush right now, my baby. The wind is oh so still. Close your eyes and drift away. Let slumber take its fill. The dogs are dozing quietly. Their dreams have just begun. So snuggle up and rest your head until the morning sun. Harrison kept singing that song and hearing his mother's voice over and over again. Finally, he fell unconscious and dreamt of the drone on the POI around Jenny's house. It kept circling and circling, watching the ranch house's windows for Jenny, watching for Jenny, watching circling, watching. The next morning, Harrison woke up abruptly from his drone dream. Heading downstairs for coffee, he walked by his office and stopped. He'd left his drone on the desk, but now the drone was gone. Jenny. Harrison checked his lock. It hadn't been picked, but then again, he never did get his keys back from Jenny. For a few years, he thought she might get tired of Bill and use them, but not this way. Harrison thought about calling Ed, but where was the evidence? Anybody could have picked his locket, but why did they only steal the drone? Jenny or no Jenny, Harrison was not going to let a thousand-dollar drone disappear into the night. Harrison did promise Ed that he wouldn't go to Jenny's house, but he didn't promise anything about calling her. Had her cell number changed? One way to find out. He opened his phone and pressed hard on Jenny's name. It rang once, and she picked up. Harrison, said Jenny. Jenny, said Harrison, you took my drone. I need it back for another solar site survey. Well, you stole from me, so I stole from you. How's that? what I steal? You stole the video images on my ranch, and you stole my privacy. I don't think you can steal privacy, Jenny. My drone was recording the Larson's house. Really just their roof, not yours. But you saw us. You saw us outside, didn't you? I need my drone back, Jenny. Just give it to me and I won't tell Ed. Tell Ed what? You know what. Oh, Harrison, don't be terse. I hate it when you're terse. Billy may be an asshole, but at least I know it because he uses his words. What do you know that I know? I know you stole my drone. Bring it here in ten minutes or I'll call Ed. Then we'll all hear about what I know. Don't bother Ed. It looks like something, but it's nothing. Just come on over here and I'll give you your damn drone. Jenny hung up. Harrison scrolled through his recent calls on his phone and saw Ed's name. Maybe he should text him with the situation. Or not. He won't believe him after last time. $1,000 ain't grand larceny, and she had his key besides. Damn, said Harrison. He grabbed his coat and slammed his truck door closed. I'm just getting the drone, he thought to himself. Nothing else. Five minutes later, Harrison knocked on Jenny's door and then regretted it. I should have brought my gun, he thought. But then she could say that I was armed and trespassing. Jenny opened the door. It was near winter and she was wearing a tank top, one of the straps loose on her shoulder. Her long chestnut hair was flaxen and lying on the front of her right shoulder. Well, Harrison said. "Well's a hole in the ground. Come on in, said Jenny. I don't think I should. And I don't think I should give you your drone back until you show me how to erase the privacy that you stole. A cow moved nearby. Harrison had already downloaded the video. She wasn't thinking about that. All he had to do was give her the SD chip. And if Bill never came back, he still had the drone footage on his laptop. Okay. Harrison stepped inside. He looked around. Nothing had changed. Same overstuffed couch. Same antique dining room set circa 1960 and the same deer head over the fireplace give it, said Harrison I'll give it no small talk how's the weather, how's the family how's the solar business everything's fine, give it Jenny went into her bedroom and handed Harrison his drone he quickly ejected the SD file and held it out to her that's it? that's it but you saw it I saw it what'd you see? Unhappy, Jenny. Unhappy, Bill. Anything else? I'm gonna go. Stay, Harrison. Where's Bill? He's on one of those weekend patriot retreats planning for Doomsday. He won't be back until tomorrow night. She folded her arms across her breast. Stay, Harrison. I want to hear about Bill. Then I'll go. Jenny nodded. Fine. Harrison walked to the 1960s overstuffed couch. His Timberland work boots trudged on Jenny's wood floor like the hoofs of one of her cows. He turned around, faced her, and then sat. The old springs were weak, and he heard them clang as his two hundred pounds sunk into the overstuffed cushion. Clearly, the overstuffing was an illusion of support. The filling and springs were so weak, Harrison sunk just a little below the frame. He felt like he was sitting in a couch Venus flytrap. He could stand again, but his knees would crack and it wouldn't be fast. Satisfied, Jenny sat on the other side of the couch, two feet between them. At Jenny's 115 pounds at best, the springs groaned, but barely. You look the same. I'm not the same. Neither am I, she said. So, I'm sorry. For what? For cheating on you. I did the one thing that you'd never forgive me for. I was wrong about one thing, though. What's that? I thought you'd let Bill off and blame me. Instead, you kicked his ass, even though it was tawdry me who had invited him into our bed. Well, as my former best friend, I figured he should have known better. Bill's never been the brightest bulb in the chandelier. Even today, he's like a dull fluorescent, not an LED smart bulb, that's for sure. Yeah. Harrison didn't care. He looked at the deer head over the fireplace. That was Jenny's trophy when she was 16. Her daddy had bought her a rifle and didn't think that she could shoot Bambi. But she did. Is Bill dead, Jenny? If he is, I'd be a widow. She looked him over. You dating anyone? you would also be a murderer. Maybe self-defense, but still a murderer. You don't have any evidence, Harrison. Jenny showed the SD chip between her thin fingertips, then threw it in the fireplace. Case closed. Where's the body? What? You think I didn't hide it well enough? So you did kill him. I was being sarcastic. I told you. Bill's on his Patriot mission. He brought his guns with him. Who knows what could happen to him during one of those training sessions? Maybe he'll come back wounded. Misfires happen, and maybe it'll be too late to save him. Jenny smiled and shrugged. Harrison looked around. I'm going to tell you what I know. What do you know? I know you shot him. And I know where the body is, Harrison stood up when he did. Jenny pulled a nine millimeter smith and Wesson. It had been tucked behind the couch pillow. I'm sorry, Jenny. What are you sorry about? If you know where the body is, then we've got a problem. If you don't know where the body is, then we don't have a problem. It's your word against mine, what we just talked about, and given our history, people are going to believe me. Ed already does. so where's the body in the garage, Deer freezer? You're going to thaw him out tomorrow night and then say he got shot at his Patriot training, just like you said. Damn you, Harrison. Damn you. Couldn't you be stupid for once? Now I have to shoot you, too. No, you don't, Jenny. And you won't. Put down the gun. No. Then you better shoot me, because I am going to call Ed. Harrison took out his cell phone. Don't! Jenny pointed the Smith & Wesson at her head, and all at once... Harrison's hardness faded. Oh God, Jenny, don't. What choice do I have? Prison. I'm sure it was self-defense. I already downloaded the drone video on my computer, so you can show them that Bill was chasing after you. That wasn't a nail gun. That was the real gun. And he was pointing angrily at you about something. It's too late. I covered it up. It's too late, Harrison. I'm going to go to prison. I don't want to go to prison. And if you say you'll still love me, or you'll wait for me, I'll pull this trigger right now. So don't say that, Harrison. You stay terse. Harrison was five feet away and stared at the gun set against Jenny's temple. She knew how to fire, and it would be instant death. Jenny closed her eyes, holding back tears. Harrison used that moment to jump forward to grab the Smith & Wesson. He had a good grip and pointed the barrel away from them, but Jenny didn't let go. She kicked Harrison in the balls and wrestled back control, turning the gun to Harrison. Choking from her kick, Harrison raised his hands and fell back to the Venus flytrap couch, sinking hard into it with the spring's twang. Please don't, said Harrison. Jenny shook her head and sighed. Don't you get it, Harrison? I'm never going to do the right thing. A gunshot startled the Holsteins and the cows scattered to the fence with a high-pitched moo. Seconds later, Jenny emerged from her ranch house alone, still in her tank top. She wondered how she was going to fit two bodies into the deer freezer. Should she get rid of Harrison's truck now, or tell Ed he'd come over to rape her? No. It would be better if a thought-out Bill and Harrison had a fight and shot each other. That would make the most sense. In fact, she could pull old Bill out of the freezer now. Lost in thought. Jenny didn't notice Harrison coming through the threshold of the door. He was bleeding from the right side of his chest and holding this drone. Jenny turned around and saw him. "'Aw, shit,' said Jenny. Before she could raise her hands, Harrison used all of his strength to swing the drone into the side of her head. The drone shattered and Jenny fell, bleeding from her head. Harrison checked her pulse and saw her chest rise and fall. Relieved that she was alive... He pulled his cell phone from his pocket and called Ed. Harrison, please, please, please do not tell me you're at Jenny's. I am. Shut up. Come quick. Call an ambulance and the morgue. Check Jenny's freezer. And check my last drone POI download on my computer. Whatever Jenny tells you, put two and two together. You owe me suds. Harrison fell to his knees and then to the ground on his back. He felt hot like it was summer but he knew it was winter. He tried to think positive. Ed was on the way. The brown winter grass that he was lying on felt cool, but he couldn't smell the grass. Instead, he smelled dirt and pungent cow manure coming from the pasture. Think positive. Think positive. Harrison's mind went blank, but his eyes stayed open. Think positive. And then he did. He thought about the lullaby his mom used to sing him. Hush right now, my baby, the wind is oh so still. Close your eyes and drift away, let slumber take its fill. Harrison kept singing that song, hearing his mother's voice over and over and over again. Think positive. Staring at the sun and the blue sky over Jenny's ranch house, his last thought was that this scene would have made a really cool drone POI. (music) Well, how did you like that for a solar murder mystery? I think this one was a perfect example of solar noir. In terms of how I came up with this episode, there was certainly an influence from Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window and other films and stories where a protagonist swears he or she has seen some danger or some crime. The other inspiration is from an old 10-minute play that I wrote a long time ago called Harrison's Choice. I've always liked the characters, but there have only been a few performances of the play since I wrote it, so I thought I'd borrow my Harrison and Jenny characters for a little solar noir. If you'd like to read that original play, it's part of an anthology series that I published a while back. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. That's all for this week. If you like this Solar Noir episode, please remember to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and most importantly, share it with another podcast lover or maybe a drone lover who could transfer their drone skills to the solar industry. We'll be back next week with another lighter Solar Noir crime story. Murder by Solar Drone was written and read by Tor, Solar Fred Valenza. Probably True Solar Stories is a production of Unthink Solar PR and Communications. Be bold for solar. Stand out and educate.